Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez. I'm the founder of My Virtual Change Manager. And before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Thoroughwell Country and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording today. Today is all about change impact, change impact assessments, what they're like, how do you assess change impacts more broadly? And this is a really interesting skill, but something that over time, it actually just is a way of thinking and connected thinking that you take with you. I certainly now realize the benefit in being able to have had that repeat process for many, many different reasons in many, many different roles that I've had, all of the different types of changes that I've worked on, whether it be technology changes, often that happens at the very beginning of your career from a change perspective, but then moving into some of the other project areas where you're doing HR transformations, transcultural transformations, it actually ends up being almost a knee-jerk response to someone talking about change or thinking of all of the different aspects of change which apply here. How do you lead your team through change? So certainly as a people leader, having this skill set is really valuable because you're assessing when someone's talking to you about something new that's coming in, you're thinking, how's this going to impact my team? How do I communicate it to my team? How many different things are going to be changing for my team and are the right supports going to be in place to help them move from their current state to their future state of working. Once again, it's connecting the dots in a very fast fashion and it creates a level of agility to your team, the ability to move your team through change fast and also from an organization's perspective, it brings in a dimension of agility from a lowercase a perspective which is very highly valued now, uh, be seen to be something that's quite critical to develop in organizations. So let's trace it back to the ability of leaders to assess impacts for themselves and be able to take their teams through that change. But what type of questions do leaders ask? And I think it's, it's important to cover, right? You've been talked to more than likely by your leader about something that's coming in. It might be a project team who's working on that change. And you're like, okay, well, how is this going to affect my team? The questions that any leader should be exploring are how does this affect my people and their role? Does it affect the roles that they're doing now? Does it affect the policies in which we work? 
the processes that we apply? Does it mean that people need to get new capabilities in place to be able to adopt the technology that's about to be released? And is there anything in the physical environment that's going to change for them? And these are all the different areas when it comes to organizations that we interact with every single day. And you need to assess and ask the questions on each of those parameters to be able to assess the overall impact for your people. And it's not just, doesn't just stop at the assessing of impacts, but then how do you get the right support in place for your people? How do you ask for that? Whether it be from a project team or anyone who's actually rolling that change out so that you as a leader can stand in front of them and support the change and help support your people through that change. And how much time are you needing to dedicate to this as a leader? It's very, very important because leaders are on the hook for ensuring that their people are engaged. And if you're of of the ilk where you are looking to create a high-performing team, as I always have that headspace when I come in to an organization or if I'm leading a team, I want them to be engaged. I want them to be enjoying the job that they have, the role that they play. I want them to be clear as to that role. And if they're not wanting to be part of that team now that they have that clarity, because oftentimes when I come in, people don't have that clarity. But once they have the clarity and if they don't really want to be part of the team, I want to respectfully transition them and support them in that transition because no one wants to work in a role that you don't like or enjoy. But if you've got role clarity, engagement, and you want to maintain that, you really need to lead change well with your team. And sometimes that's not easy if you're not looking at all of the ways that change is impacting your team. And if you're actually not carving out time to support your team, if there is a major change that is going to affect them. Really important because engagement, time and time again, we're seeing, and many, many studies point to this, the more engaged individuals are in both what they do, the purpose of the organization they work for, and also have a sense of belonging with their team, that's going to create an optimal performance environment for them. And they're going to enjoy what they're doing. They're going to perform as a result of that. And especially if you're supporting them in skill development. And we, I've seen this, I've uh, done HR transformations, implemented HR transma- transformations in the past where as you're giving people clarity, as you're reestablishing the parameters in which they work, as you're re-engaging individuals, sometimes those who you would have thought were the biggest attractors or non-performers become performers because it wasn't about that they didn't believe in the purpose of the organization, nor was it about they didn't believe in their role or their ability to do the role. It's just that the environmental factors were not conducive for them to show up in the best way possible. And you would be amazed if you've worked on a transformation or if you have been part of a transformation or if you're looking to transform your organization or your team and move them from disengaged through to engaged, performing, or as I said, respectfully transitioning people who just don't want to be part of that journey, don't have the energy for it anymore, then you would be amazed at the outcomes you can achieve through taking some of these steps. So thinking about change impact assessments and why they're important. So in a program environment, you need to assess 
the change impacts thoroughly so that you are creating a change plan and the right interventions and activities, the right way in which you're going to engage the impacted groups, that that all comes from the impact assessment. So the impact assessment is a key input into that to create the key output, which is a change management plan. If you're a change leader, thinking about change impacts when people are talking to you about changes and things that they're going to be rolling out to your team enables you to lead the change well. And as I said before, the bigger the impact, the more time and support you are going to need to give your people. And you will get better at it as you go along if you're new to leadership and you're a little bit nervous about some changes that are coming through because it's your first time that you're going to be experiencing the emotional spectrum that change can elicit from your team. And certainly this can be to all sorts of places, especially post-pandemic. Um, I say post-pandemic, I keep saying I'm just not so sure we're, we're through it yet, but into as we're stepping out this new evolved world that we're living in now, then you will find that people have certainly some pretty powerful emotional responses to change. And as a leader, if you're a new leader, um, reaching out to peers who may have more experience in this area will be key for you to get the right support in place for you so that you can support your team, but also support yourself. I think that's really important to note. But being able to, even if you're, you're looking at the cheat sheet guide to assessing impact, you are looking at the people, the process, is there a different product or service that we need to use here? Is this different technology we're needing to use here? Is there any impact to the people's roles themselves? So is that potentially going to put them into a bit of a threat state and have them be very emotive about this if they feel like their job is at risk? But also what are the processes that we need to change in my team or in your team as a result of the change coming through? You think about, okay, strategically, when I talked about the change leadership framework in the last episode, think about the context of the change. Think about the alignment with the existing work that's happening so that people can see the connection um, from what they, they're hearing across the organization through to what you're talking to them about. Make sure that you're committed to raising your own self-awareness as a leader to be supporting your people the best way that you can and know what behaviors you are striving to reinforce when it comes to the change. What are the ideal behaviors as part of this, especially if you're looking at process change? And what are the things that you need to look at as indicators to ensure that this change is successfully rolled out to your team? They're the things for you as a leader, if you're a leader listening to this, to be thinking about. And for uh, if you're a change manager, when it comes to an impact assessment, there's a couple of things that I just want to touch on before we close. One is that a desktop assessment isn't sufficient enough. And I've certainly had instances where change managers have reached out to me in frustration about not having access to the business or those who are impacted because people are like, no, you can't talk to them. You know, this is a sensitive time and you can't speak with them. And Essentially, that is like saying, I want a project plan, but I'm not going to tell you what I need you to deliver. And that barrier has to really be 
escalated and resolved so that the change manager can can do their job. They can only do a desktop assessment to a certain point. Without talking to humans and the humans who are impacted, they're just really not going to be able to do a good job of the impact assessment. And as a result of that, the interventions will be, quite frankly, inadequate. And ironically, it will be the change manager to which the program team or the sponsor will be saying, well, you didn't do your job. So there's there's certainly a destructive loop there and it's really, really important that change managers do have access to the people who are impacted to be able to assess impacts. I think that is really, really critical. And when doing the impact assessment, if you're a change manager or a change analyst listening to this, I urge you to not make assumptions and to make sure that you have validated with not just one person, but many people that the way that someone has articulated the way they're doing things in current state, that that is actually the truth of the matter. Now, I'm not saying that people lie. I think that would be really overly dramatic and incorrect. It's just that people tend to, when sharing the way they do things in a current state, they don't want judgment. So they'll talk about the way it's intended, not necessarily the way it's done. And as a change manager, it is a real skill. You only ever need to learn this lesson once. And now you don't need to learn the lesson at all. (laughs) I certainly learned the lesson uh, in my career. And then I should never have just trusted XYZ to talk on behalf of the business. That's what they told me. I should have explored. I should have observed. And so observation is really powerful. If, If you can buddy up with someone who's doing the role for a day. And even if you observe across multiple people, like the power of observation as a change manager is really powerful, especially when assessing impacts. So important that you explore these areas and make sure that you're not just taking one person's word for, oh yeah, this is what we do. And then if there's multiple shifts that happen and if you can talk to different people, you're going to get a sense of the variation that sits within an organization. And oftentimes that does sit there as to how people do things. So just something, bit of a tip, make sure you're not seeing and doing a desktop assessment and make sure that you're really challenging and observing and triangulating data when it comes to the impact assessment so it's thorough. If you find as well, and this is always the caveat, I have seen some impact assessments that are so detailed that they actually don't add value. And so it is a fine line of ensuring that you are not going through analysis paralysis and that you know it's biding your time. Sometimes changes come in on projects far earlier than they probably should because the project is still figuring out what it is that they're delivering. And as a result of this, or as a byproduct of this, the changey can go into nth degrees of analysis. You need to look at change impact assessments as a tool of analysis for sure, but it's about the story that you can elicit from the impacts that you've assessed, and it's about having the right interventions. I do think my marketing background did lend itself well to the impact assessment process, rather than I have seen those who have come from more business analysis background, and they can kind of struggle around, how do I actually segment this? Whereas from a a marketing perspective or a, a CX perspective, the best way to do it is by role. And by role, these are all the different aspects that the person is going to um, experience the change. These are all the different areas in which they're going to have changed in their day to day. 
So if you think about things such as a day in the life of, which is very much a, a story mode, which I think is really great, quite CX oriented actually of saying, you know, the person used to do this, they used to come in, they used to sit down, they used to click on this icon to start up their computer. They would click on four things to get to this place and open up all those windows. Now we've consolidated that into one system. So now the person comes in, they're going to click on one icon, not four, and they're going to have all of the different windows show up which is more streamlined and more beneficial to them. So you can hear the story from the user perspective, from the individual perspective, and certainly from the perspective of the person, which is why I really like um, segmenting the impacted user groups into commonalities. So, you know, are they all from the same department? Is there a specific team that's impacted more than others? So it's a bit of blend of a business analysis, but certainly around the human side, which is what change is all about. But certainly looking at the different areas in which the change is going to impact their day-to-day ways of working. And then also considering on a monthly basis, just as a tip, oftentimes people forget about what reporting is needed as a result of a change. How does it impact reporting if you're making changes to systems or processes? Typically, there are reports that change and that they're not often scoped at the beginning of a new piece of work. So I would encourage you, if you work in change or if you're a sponsor of a piece of work, to ask the question around reporting. Are there any impacts and what reporting do we need off the back of this to ensure that we've embedded the change? It's always a big thing. And maybe it should lend itself to an episode in and of itself because it is quite significant and one of those areas that is a recurring hazard for people who work in this space. So anyway, I hope you found that episode useful. Change impacts. What questions do you ask if you're a leader? What are the things that you're considering? How do you build that muscle? Um, Come and join us at myvirtualchangemajor.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. Keep up to date on what's happening across the change landscape. And remember that change matters because your people matter.